This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and I am super excited because I've got another amazing author to talk about. So if you have someone that loves to read and loves fun rom-coms and loves just a great story, um, I've got someone you need to grab their, her books. She's got a bunch of them. So if you give them as gifts, you're going to be, your friend's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I have all these books I get to read into the new year. So this is Becky Monson, and she is a mother of three young children, and she's a wife, and by night, she escapes with reading books and writing, and she's an award-winning author. She uses humor and true life experiences to bring her characters to life. She loves all things chiclet, movie, books, and everything to go with it, and wishes she had a British accent. That's true. That is That does make days better. She has recently <laughs> given up Diet Coke for the 50th time and is hopeful this time it will last but probably won't i so get this readers favorite book award (laughs) recipient for 2016 17 18 and 19 and you can find her latest book how to ruin the holidays is out now you can give becky a shout on her social media facebook instagram twitter bookbub and goodreads and you should sign up for her newsletter at beckymonson.com that's b-e c-k-y-m-o-n-s-o-n.com and all the links are in the write-up of the show how are you today becky I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So before we, to be before we went live and our jazzy music played there, Becky told me that they <laughs> she is in she's in Colorado, which I knew, but she also told me that Actually, they had in seven Utah. inches of Utah. I'm sorry, that yeah, yeah. that area. She's in the mountain. She's in mountain time. That's because we were coordinating yeah. times to to talk. <laughs> but she got they got seven inches of snow yesterday, and then another some more today. So. It That's is, just, yep. It took yeah. me two hours to dig us out yesterday, and I'm just looking at my window right now watching more snowfall. So, yeah, it's a yeah. Christmas, my father, which is great. My father-in-law, <laughs> um, they lived in um, Iowa, Des Moines. My husband's the youngest of three, and he was my father-in-law was working for John Deere years ago, and of course Iowa mm-hmm. gets tons of snow, and so he went out one morning very early, like you're mentioning, and shoveled the driveway. And then the snowplow came down the street and, like, threw it all back in the driveway. And for people who don't know this, when you don't live in those areas, you can't just, like, throw the snow back in the street. You, you mean, like, they right. fine you big time. They don't like that. So, you know, kind of sucks for you if the snowplow puts it back. Um, and my, my father-in-law's like, that's it. We're moving. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> can't do this anymore. Uh, so, yeah, it was things yeah um oh yeah and i had a friend of mine too in, in maine you know she would have to she's like yeah i'm getting up at four so i can <laughs> do my driveway oh, my so goodness. i go to work this morning I'm like no thanks <laughs> yeah seriously no thank you i know i know i moved here from florida so i i and i wow. grew up in snow so i'm I'm fine you know i grew i actually grew up in colorado so you had that kind of right okay. but i uh but i had yeah, so I was used to snow, but then I lived in Florida for like 13 years, and when I came back to the West, I was like, oh, I remember why I didn't want to live here anymore. <laughs> oh. oh, well. Yeah, but I mean, did the newness, did the newness of the, the snow, I mean, like, you know, I was mentioning to her before 
we went on. I lived in St. Louis for a while, and, and being from Central Texas, and, and lived in Dallas, and it ices in Dallas. It doesn't really snow. But so we get up there, and the first time it really snowed, it was these beautiful, thick flakes, and it literally looked like powdered sugar was being dropped on the world. Mm-hmm. And my a lot of people in St. Louis stay there forever. Like they go to school there, they graduate high school, they go to college, they stay. I mean, people stay. And so right. me coming in and saying, "Oh my God, guys, it's snowing!" And they're like, "Yeah, yeah." I'm like, "No, really, it's snowing." And I'm standing at the at the window, and they're all like, "Ugh," you know. And then it was, "Oh, that's right, you're not from here." Um, and then I understood like a week later why they were like you know because you do have to eventually (laughs) (laughs) you do have to eventually um, deal with the huge (laughs) well it's yeah but it's also the the huge gross piles of snow that are just like in parking lots and at the end of your driveway and yeah on your on your lawn yeah it gets ugly with the dirt it gets Mm -hmm. ugly really fast yeah yeah we have that issue here we have deer everywhere where I live and we're all sick of it because <laughs> they're just everywhere and they, they, you know, eat all of our beautiful flowers. And I mean, they're gorgeous. But so when people come to visit, like the deer, and we're like, oh, the deer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, we have, anyway. um, we're in, I'm in the hill country in Texas. And so, of course, we have a lot of deer and, and they're in their our, um, subdivision. And, you know, mm-hmm. every year it's like slow down for the fawns because we've got to put, you know, some people don't respect the uh, even in a residence you know in a neighborhood it's like guys slow down really you know you don't have to go 45 it's 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 okay um yeah but you know it's interesting to see all the generations of deer because you're like oh i remember that mom oh now she's oh and that's you know and seeing all the different ones it's it's really funny but there was one there's one buck that's what he's young and he's he was walking through our, our yard and i went oh he was Mr. Six Point, and now he's Mr. Three because somehow he lost him instead of his antlers. <laughs> so, yes, that happened. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, yeah. A little sad. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that happened, dude, but okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we'll see how that plays. So, And I'll keep everyone posted because I'm sure everyone's just riveted to know what happens to this deer. Um, yeah, well, but in I the am. meantime, while we're – Yes. Let's see if I can grab a picture of him. Um, and yes, then there's, there's a couple of them there. We, we, we call him by, like, Mr. Ten Point, you know, and Mr. Six, and so Mr. Eight Point. So we all know, you know, who's in the neighborhood. So it's interesting to see, you know, these, these especially the bucks, you know, because obviously they have the big racks and everything. And um, so it's just mm-hmm. very interesting to see them getting bigger and bigger and, you know, that kind of thing. So it's it's kind of fun in a way but yeah they do they eat all their really pretty flowers we've had to put up cages on top of our bushes and yeah (laughs) and then one year we had our dogs were in the backyard we had labs at the time and they're standing there and they're acting kind of weird and and we were like what's going on because we have um wrought iron fence fences and um we went in the backyard and there was a there was a fawn in our backyard and it wasn't very old and and the gate wasn't open so we weren't sure how it got in, but apparently it squeezed between, like it was small enough that oh, it wow. could squeeze between. But the big thing it was doing was we had blueberry plants in these huge wine barrels, and it was oh. ripping off pieces of those branches and passing them through the fence to the adults. So you've got some genius here on your hands. <laughs> it really was. And we're standing there going, okay, I know it should be upset, and yet this is really quite brilliant. Like I can't even be mad. Yeah. 
I was just like, this is really ingenious. So, but yeah, we're like, okay, you've had enough, bye. So we opened the gate, was like, see you later. So like, you're done. Oh, and then, of course, God. you look at your dogs and like, and what were you doing? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Great guard dogs. Amazing. Yeah. Well, their labs are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> So tell me, you know, you've got a ton, for anybody that you're a new author to them, um, and it's fun because when anyone finds a new author and they've got a, like a pretty good-sized backlist, it's like, you know, cha-ching, like it's so nice because you're, you're ex- excited because you get to read all of these books. And so uh-huh. tell me, what was the catalyst? I mean, I'm guessing you were a big reader growing up and different things, but what was your catalyst to sit down and say, you know what I want to write? I want to write a book, and I really want to write it. I don't want to say I want to write it, write four pages, and then I'm like, this is hard, you know? Like, what was your catalyst? <laughs> um, yeah, this is actually a funny story. I, I, um, I actually never set out to write a book, but I have one of those personalities where I was, I'll see things that people do, and I'll think, I could do that, and then I'll try <laughs> them, and I'll be like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. But um. Yeah, I, I thought about that when I, I was watching School of Chocolate. I'm like, yeah, no, I can't. I can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And so I, I, I was, I had this idea kind of come to me for a book, and I'm a big reader. I love to read, and I love rom-coms. That was my favorite. That is my favorite thing to read. Um, and um, so I just was like, I had this idea for this book come to me, and I thought, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna write that. It's just not my personality. And then I had this job where it was just me and my boss in a satellite office for this construction firm, and it was so boring, and there was nothing to do. And I would go in every morning and ask him, I'm like, what do you have for me today? And he'd be like, nothing really, you know, and I'm like, so I'm just manning this desk all day. And so my, I thought, I'm going to write this book, and then at the end, I'm going to put the manuscript on his desk and be like, this is how bored I've been at this job. I wrote a right. book. That's how bored I am. <laughs> and, uh, but I, 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 never, I never finished it. I, I started and stopped. I don't know. My first book, I probably started and stopped 50 times. I would write, sure. and I'd be like, oh, this is good. And then I'd set it aside for a couple of days, and I'd come back, and I'd say, oh, this is just awful. And, and then I'd get pregnant, and I was sick and not creative and have a baby. So, I mean, this was like – it took me eight years to actually finish my first book, just off and on of, you know, playing around with it and trying and then having a baby and then coming back to it. Anyway, so, yeah, so I, I did eventually finish it. It took me, like, eight years to finish the first, you know, half and then three months to finish the second half. <laughs> right. <laughs> once I right. finally once you've got the groove going. Once I finally yeah. determined, yeah, this was happening, I'm going to finish this book. And honestly – my first book I even dedicated to my type B personality who finishes things and or who starts things and never finishes them, as my husband can attest to. And so I really honestly wanted to just finish something I started that was creative. Um, creative right. brains, we do that a lot. So, yeah, so I we do. I, I really, that was my only intention. I was going to be a one and done, and that was it. I wrote the book, finished it, and then it's started selling and then that kind of catapulted into the idea for sequels and I'm now 11 books writing my 12th book right now later so. okay well so is that yeah. I mean, was your first first book 32 going on spinster or was yes that, was. that okay okay 
Yeah, so you so had planned unlike for a series. I had not, no. And unlike most authors, their first book usually sits, you know, under their bed or in a drawer. I released oh, my yeah. first book. <laughs> so, right. of course, there was so many things that I did wrong. But I was a big reader. And so I, I probably got it right by accident, enough that people wanted to read it, obviously. But, you know, I did right. a lot of things that I would never do now. You know, I, I info dumped in the beginning and, you know, things like that. But it, it worked for that book, so it was fine. But, yeah. Yeah. So you have three. So you have 32 going on Spinster and 33 going on Girlfriend mm-hmm. and 34 going on Bride. Do you have mm-hmm. other books coming for that series, or have you wrapped that up? I I do have a whole <laughs> heavy idea. Sigh. It's like, you know, well, I, I was going to leave it, but then. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have a whole idea for a fourth book, and I have, you know, told my readers that I would eventually do it. But, like, every time I sit down to get back into that world, I'm like, am I, you know, my muse is like, oh, but look at this shiny object. So, yeah. <laughs> I never, you know, I always have something new I'd rather write instead, which is terrible because I really did love that series. But um, I, for now, I think it's just going to stay out as it is. And then maybe, who knows, who knows, maybe down the line I'll write just a little novella. To It's wrapped up, so it's not like I need to, but but I had I had an idea for a fourth story. So maybe someday. Yeah. Well, you know, something you could do is you could do that for your people who sign up for your newsletter, like a freebie. That's yeah. true. That's true. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a good idea. So you can have all those peeps like sign up for newsletters and get free stuff. I mean, everybody yes. wants free stuff. Yes, you do get a free novella <laughs> if you sign up for new- my newsletter right now. But uh, that Please. would probably entice more people. <laughs> it might. It might. Yeah. When yeah. It's like you can yeah. say, hey, you know, you might want to know. Um, and so then you <laughs> did the three, and then you did the three, and mm-hmm. then what was your muse for the next book because you have um you have you know your like just a name just a girl an external text you have these different very mm-hmm. cute ones and and then you've got some others that are they're not necessarily part of those series like they're in the, they're right. separate correct okay yeah 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 so yeah. the only that's just yeah. one series and then the next book i wrote was speak now but actually speak now came out in the middle in between uh, the first and second book of, or the third, second and third book of Spinster. And that okay. one, my muse, my muse for that one was Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh, fun. I fully oh, yeah. got the okay, idea from it. that book from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I got it. That's my <laughs> advice to authors out there. I'm like, listen to Taylor Swift. She's got some really, I just, her music just inspires things. Anyway, so that book was kind of She's got great lyrics for um, sure. She does. And they're just so... Uh, she's just good. Anyway, yeah, um, that was that. That was inspired by that. And then my next series, um, I started with just a name, and then just a girl. And there's actually a third in that series, which I'll be writing this year, which is just a friend. And then okay. from now, from then on, I think I'm just gonna do uh, standalones for a little while and just see. I, I really like doing standalones. I, mm-hmm. um, it's a lot less pressure, <laughs> you know. Right. Uh, well, but we know it always happens, series. though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it always happens. Is somebody goes, but what about this character story? Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you accidentally <laughs> write a series. That's what I say. Like I, the accidental text, I that was a one and done. Um, but I've had so many people send me notes about her best friend Hannah, 
or whatever happened to so-and-so. And I'm like, well, shoot. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'll have a story. So. <laughs> So who knows? It's it's really it's fun how fictional characters really speak to us because, I mean it's it's a, it's obviously escapism we all know this um, but it's uh-huh. just fun because the people that we connect with in books it's like oh I know that person or I know someone who's done that yeah exactly. or you know I've done yeah. that and or yes. thank God I've never done that but I've feared doing that you know <laughs> right yes yes yeah and I feel a lot of that. funny yeah. I, I tell people it's funny that w- when I listen to other authors interview and they talk about how these characters just like came to life in their head, and I thought that is, you know, ridiculous, and you should probably seek help or something, you know. Like, <laughs> and then I started writing books, and I'm like, no, they they weren't kidding. Like, they really do start talking to you, and you feel mm-hmm. a little crazy, <laughs> you know, and they won't shut up. And it's, that's how a book usually comes to fruition for me is that they'll start. Some, you know, a character will just start kind of nibbling away at my brain, like, ooh, this sounds fun. And then they just start having conversations, and then they just won't shut up until I finally put it on paper. Right, right. And it's it's weird. Mm-hmm. It comes at weird times. It, it shows oh, up yeah. at very strange times. In the shower. No, like, the shower yeah. In the shower, uh, when you're driving, <laughs> and um, yes. um, when you're trying to go to sleep. And you're so tired. <laughs> anytime, uh, anytime paper is not easily accessed, that's when it comes. Yes. <laughs> or, you know, some, <laughs> some ways to not write things down. I used to um, keep when I was single. You know, I'd always keep like a notebook next to my bed. You know, and would write. Mm-hmm. And it, nine times out of ten, I would write. But then I was like, "What is this? I don't even know." Did I? <laughs> Did I try and write in, like, another language? Is this Sanskrit? I mean, I'm not even sure, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. I know. I've done that, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what was I trying to say? Yes. <laughs> or like, the biggest lie you tell was... yourself is. <laughs> What's that? I was like, this obviously was just basically astounding for me to write down and then of course it has no right. meaning this morning zero yes and I was going to say the biggest lie you tell yourself is I'll re- I, I'll remember you never will remember no I don't need to write this down I'll remember it you don't remember you just never do yeah you don't you really really don't and and we all but we keep convincing ourselves that we okay. will and it never yeah. happens no nope nope <laughs> Like, come on, guys. It's really, honestly, never, ever going to happen. Like, never, ever, ever getting back together. It's never, ever, ever going to happen, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) Uh, So tell me about your latest. Tell me about how to ruin the holidays. So I, um, my friend Jennifer Peel, who's an author, um, we – We've been kind of toying with the idea of, excuse me, of writing Christmas stories that were companion novels. So not necessarily Mm. sequels or anything like that, but just like went together. And um, so she had this idea for her book, which is The Holiday Exiles, which is such a fun book. And her main character's name is Cammie. And so Cammie's best friend is Mara. And that's how I came up with my book. Um, So it's kind of like, goes along with her book but not really like you can read them both separately you don't even have to read them together but they're fun if you want to stay in that world um and you know anyway it turned out to be really such a fun project like we had such a blast doing it 
And um, my ba- my book is basically about uh, a, a woman, Mara, who goes to a Hallmark town. She's kind of like anti-Christmas and anti-Hallmark, and she goes to basically what's like an actual Hallmark town and um, okay. get stuck there. So I took all the tropes from, like all the major tropes from Hallmark movies, and I just shoved them in this book, <laughs> as many as I could put in. And so... <laughs> It was really fun. It was just a fun book to write. She's a super fun, sarcastic character. And it was, yeah, it was fun. Oh, wow. So if, if Jennifer Peel, it's, it's P-E-E-L, and it's the Holiday uh-huh. X-Files. Yes? It goes yes. along with yes. yours. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. you, I will put that link in the write-up of the show for y'all. So we make sure that both awesome. y'all, uh, people can pick up both books because they really should. I mean, they really, yeah. really should, right? Yeah, it is fun. Yeah, it's fun to read them together, but yeah, you don't have to either. Well, I know we don't have to, but we probably should. <laughs> right. <laughs> it definitely makes it more fun. So, how, yes. yeah. mm-hmm. so I see that you do um, a, a really good marketing for yourself. I mean, what do you think has been the hardest, the most challenging for you to market for yourself? Because I think a lot of people don't realize, and I've mentioned it before on the show, that, you know, yes, if you have a publisher, um, they will do an initial, like, you know, hello, here's the new release, and then you're really kind of on your own for the buildup and then, you know, anything after. Um, Even if you're, like, a really big author, you're going to get, you know, a pop of, of, you know, advertisement, and then you're really on your own. So what is it that, you know, what do you find to be the most effective regarding your marketing for your books? So for me, I would say there's a lot of things. Um, The thing that's crazy about publishing is that it changes so often. So every day when I first started, (laughs) yeah, every day, when I first started writing, Twitter was where it was at. Like Twitter was Mm -hmm. amazing. I could put out something about my book on Twitter and sell like 300 books in a day. It was just fantastic. And now you can't even get, you know, you have a hot second to talk about your book on Twitter and it's gone. So Twitter is no longer the place for books. And then Facebook was the place to be. And Facebook still is, but they're having their own issues right now. And, um, you know, I, I, my problem, my biggest challenge for me with marketing is that I, I think you know, what I works for me is what works for everybody. And you forget that we all have different personalities and different, you know, so it's hard for me to like, you know, look at something and say, oh, this, this would never, you know, I'll look at some, an idea somebody will put, put past me for marketing and I'll say, oh, that'll never work. And it's because mm-hmm. it wouldn't work on me, but it doesn't mean it wouldn't work on somebody else. You know what I mean? Like sure. billboards do nothing. Yeah. Billboards do nothing for me. I don't, I don't even really notice them. Billboards do not advertise to me. However, billboards sell obviously because we wouldn't have them if they didn't so it's you know understanding how other people work and think and getting into other people's heads and and so you know most effectively for me though is just putting myself out there talking to people every day um, newsletter swaps getting in other people's newsletters and word of mouth is still by far the best way to sell books so people are talking about you you're going to sell. And the biggest, the greatest community you can get in, get into is the bookstagram community on Instagram because they talk about books all day long. And so you get in with them and they just will talk about you, which is amazing and wonderful. I just love that community. 
Yeah. Well, and there's also my daughter, I've got um, teens, and, of course, I get a lot mm-hmm. of stuff about TikTok, and the book talk um, yes. groups are huge. Yes. It's just knowing how to – and and my kids are like, okay, Mom, over the holidays we're going to make a bunch of stuff for you, so, you know, <laughs> you have all this stuff to kind of throw out there because it's so fast that um, oh my gosh, yeah. you really have to be marketing constantly. So your ideal is to sit down and make multiple things in a day or two right? and then be able to just like flip yeah. them out there. So yeah, just slowly but yeah I hadn't even, I haven't even gotten into TikTok yet. I, I need to, <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, Oh my gosh, another thing. <laughs> but I, I do. I need right. to, I know I do. I just, just doing it is going to be but, the issue. <laughs> Right, and I think it's just like anything. It's just like, uh, okay, so how do I how do I work this? And then once once we've figured it out, you know, once we've done a decent job, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. But um, right, but yeah, yeah, it's just the process of it. Yeah, and then, then of course, you know, then the world moves on to something YouTube else. Stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so, it, but you're right. I think what you're it, it's true. What works for this series wouldn't work for this other series. And that right. author may be not comfortable with, you know, this or that. Um, so you right. have to find yeah. what works for you, uh, for sure. Newsletters are a, just kind of a given. You absolutely should. And I think, too, like you're saying word of mouth, but always be looking for authors to promote just because you can. Yes. You know, like, oh, yes, someone's got the book release today. Congratulations. Because yeah. you've seen it. You've seen it. Readers are really loyal, and oh yeah, you know if you yeah if they I see you doing a shout books. out, they're like, huh, you know, hey, I might mm-hmm. check this author out. Absolutely, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, it, it, yeah. But it's constant. It's constant. <laughs> it and is constant. always moving target. It's constant. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, and I, I my brain just wants to write, but you know I have to spend probably as much time marketing as I do writing. You know, fifty percent in each each place and so great it's a lot and it's, it's a lot of work yeah and it's definitely a different mental space for those for mm-hmm. each of those mm-hmm. for certain absolutely oh. yeah so what is on your agenda for the new year regarding new projects do you have something that you're working on do you have something you're editing do you have something you're thinking yeah, about no, I'm, I'm currently writing a new book and I don't really have a I sort of have a title for it but I'm not sure yet but it's about a it's about a girl who meets a she doesn't like musicians and she meets one at a party mm-hmm. her father's a musician and and her name is Luella and he likes her name she does not like her name but he likes her name and he writes a song about it and it goes platinum and Oh wow. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah and and I kind of based it a little bit on hey there Delilah that's sort of what happened. With that song, right. um, he met her at a party and and wrote the song and it you know he won all these awards or that the band did and then um, but they never got together and I was like well that's really sad so <laughs> I'll have mine get together <laughs> I'm gonna write it the way I want to right. of course once you're writing yeah once you start writing it never goes the way you think it's going to so um, it's been fun though it's been fun and I uh, I've used he's from a boy band and I love boy bands and it doesn't matter. My age or what the boy band is, I just think I just always love boy bands. And so 
I thought, oh, this will be fun to write about a boy band. So, Well, I mean, you have to write what you love and what you love to learn about. I mean, it's, there's no point. Mm-hmm. In, I, I know initially I really fought. I, I was a nurse for 10 years. I was in trauma and ICU. And, and, and I remember people going, why aren't you writing medical romance? And I'm like, oh, I've, you know, I've lived that. I don't want to do that. You know? And then I mm-hmm. started thinking about it. I'm like, man, I know a lot about that. So it's, it's, <laughs> it was easier to write those than it was for me to try right. to do you know, three weeks of research to find if this one thing was correct. So um, yeah, it's for sure. not for to sure. say that I didn't do the other. It's just like, I don't know why I'm fighting what I know. You know it's, <laughs> yeah. Use what you know. I know for sure. For sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. It's and now fun. it's easy. It's like, oh yeah, throw that in. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. That's, Good. So what is um what is your goal each year to write? Is it to write a certain amount of books? Is it, I mean, are you just write and then you're done? I mean, is, is there a pattern? I mean, what is what is your usual goal? Yeah, I, I wish I was one of those authors who is just like, I write every three months and release that, you know. I just, it really just depends. My muse is, you know, she's kind of mean and she only shows up when she feels like it. And I'm also, you know, I'm a mom of three and they're young. You know, I've got like 15, 13 and 10. So I'm in the throes of motherhood. So that's my first job, really. I always tell people, I'm like, sure. First I, my first job is momming and then I write. Um, and so it really just depends on what life is throwing us, whether I get to spend more time writing. But they're all in school now. And so... I, I am in a sprinting group. We meet every day, and that has definitely upped my game in getting things done. And so my goal is always at least one book a year. I try to do two <laughs> um, just, you know, just to, keep, just to keep myself relevant. I try to do two, but, um, you know, there was a time in there when my mom got sick and passed away that I didn't write at all for a year. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, because in this, in this business, you kind of have to keep up or you will lose your place um, a right. lot of the time. And I thought, well, that's that's it for me. I'm not going to really, I'm not, you know, I, how am I going to get back with this? And my fans were wonderful. They really did stick by me the whole time and were great with my next release. So um, that was such a blessing because that was, you know, a very hard time and it was hard to write. And, um, and so I was so grateful that they stuck by me during that time. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, life, comes at you it, it's behind everything mm-hmm. you're, you're juggling you know jobs and kids mm-hmm. and husbands and spouses yeah. and family and I mean and then it's the sprint group is amazing because um for anyone who doesn't know what that is it means you meet okay we're all going to meet whether it's in person or you're going to meet online and they're going to say okay we're going <laughs> to write from um 10 to 10 45 and then everyone checks in for five ten minutes and then we're going to do another sprint and so you write yes. as much as you can and it's not editing it's not anything you're just like for lack of a better word vomiting it all on the page um <laughs> right. don't answer the phone you know don't answer the phone mm-hmm. don't answer text unless it's an emergency you know all those kind of things and those things make a huge difference oh yeah no i have loved being a part of a sprint group it's been really fun so you all meet every day? Mm-hmm. Every, well, every weekday. Mm-hmm. It is exactly like you said. We meet at 10, and it's 45 minutes, and then we chat, and we report back. And it almost becomes like a competition because you can, you know, who wrote the most words in 45 minutes? And, and then some days right. it's like, listen, it was, it's, been a rough, it's been a rough sprint. I got 100 words on the page. But that, you, 
that's a hundred more words than I had before, you know? So it's, it's right. been really great. Yeah. And, and one of the things I remember a friend of mine, Linda Carol Brad, she's been writing for years. She, uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I used to do was derail myself. I'd be in momentum and I'd be like, Oh, I need to look like I put something in. I'm like, Oh, is that correct? And then I would, get off and look it up and get distracted by the internet in general. And she's like, no, uh-huh. you turn off your internet and you put a notepad next to you and you just say on, you know, the screen you go insert here, you know, blank, blank, and you have to mm-hmm. highlight it or whatever to keep your place. You write yeah. down your notes and you go, you keep going. You don't like get yeah. out of there. And so there's all those little tips from other writers, you know, that have been right. extremely helpful. Um, what are some yes. of the ones you love? Like, what are some of the ones that have really helped your productivity? Um, yeah, the one you mentioned is probably the biggest one is, is uh, the Internet, social media, all that stuff. And just it's mm-hmm. such a draw and, you know, almost an addiction. It is, to be honest, that mm-hmm. little hit mm-hmm. of dopamine you get when you pull up and you've got a new message or whatever. And so staying off of that is to writing, you know, to, to getting things done. Um, that's definitely worked for me. I also will lock myself in my room for a while and just tell the kids, okay, just let me have this time. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'll be out and I'll be all yours if you give me this time to get this done. And they're usually pretty accommodating, especially when I have like a deadline. Um, but yeah, I mean, the biggest thing for me and the biggest challenge for me is probably social media and the internet, staying off of those things. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. So, I know that I've had friends laugh just, in our yeah. – Go ahead. You've had oh, sometimes, say, what? sometimes in our in our sprinting group we'll laugh because I'll, you know, we'll catch each other on the social media while we're supposed to be sprinting. <laughs> so we'll be like, are yeah. you supposed to be sprinting? You know, somebody will post something and then they'll be like, um, I think you're supposed to be sprinting right now. Anyway, it's pretty funny. Yeah. We'll call you out. And, and it's, it's good, though, because, um, yes. you know, you're supposed to be productive and keep helping each other succeed is the big thing. Um, I've never quite understood, and I know it's a human nature in a way, but I've never quite understood people who go out of their way to rip some other author up. And, I mean, I, I get yeah. it if there's – if it's something – well, I'm not even going to give an example, but, I mean, if it has to do with – their own success within their, you know, they wrote this book and everything. Uh, and this is my example. A lot of people uh, mm-hmm. went off about Fifty Shades, right? And they were all like, mm-hmm. my yeah. gosh, this book is not, you know, this book is, you know, fill in the blank of whatever. And um, there was a lot of, you could see a lot of people making really snarky comments for the sake of making snarky comments. Um, and yeah. I, one friend of mine said, you know, even if you don't like the book, she sat down and she wrote it and she and she banked on it and she ran with it. So, right. you know, give her props for that because we all know how hard it is to write a stupid 300-page book. It's like, well, that's fair. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, I find it I find it so especially in writing, it's so disheartening when other authors tear each other down because with books, there's room at the table for all of us because readers <laughs> will read a book that we worked for months on in a day and, you know, in one sitting. So they're, mm-hmm. they're looking for books and books and books. So there's room at the table for all of us. We should be supporting each other no matter what. And I understand yeah. jealousy gets in the way. I, you know, that happens. It's human nature, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But it is, it's so disheartening when uh, other authors tear each other down because, 
yeah, like you said, we know how it feels. We know how it feels to yeah. put those words out there. And we should be on each other's, you know, we should have each other's back all the time. Like we should be, right. you know, just just supporting each other. It's, yeah, it's pretty sad when that happens. Well, and a branch of that too, of course, is when you see somebody has put something in a book that you find um, offensive or was told incorrectly, like say someone says they can understand someone's point of view and they really just got it very wrong. Um, right. It might be a benefit to reach out, you know, one-on-one. Now, not all, every author is going to be receptive to that. I mean, we all know this. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. But I think the a good way to start is to um, – reach out. Now, again, I'm coming at it from a very different point of view. There might be someone out there going, you don't know what you're talking about. And that's fair. Um, that's right. very fair. And, and, but I would really love it. And this is me. I would love it if somebody saw something in one of my books and they wrote to me and said, you know, you, you may want to reconsider writing this because, and I'd be like, oh man, sure. Right. Let me, let me hear your side. So um, oh, now if you're just going to call yeah, and say, gonna... yeah, I hate your book because, you know, you have this because you have what was it? One of my reviews was one star, just ridiculous amounts of sex. And so one of my somebody wrote after that. <laughs> oh well, I'm definitely not going to get this book now. You know, it was just like it was so so fabulous. Um, <laughs> yeah, that probably sold you more books than anything else. Yeah. It did. Yeah, I have a friend of mine, Tara West, who um, she had she got this review that was like that. It was like you know ridiculous amounts of sex in this book. It's terrible. One star, and she wrote she used it for ads, like and she sold so yeah. many books. Yeah, that's genius. <laughs> Negative targeting. Yes, it's amazing. Thank you, Mister One Star. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, it is frustrating. This business is hard. Now, construction, constructive criticism is always welcome, and and the way you say it is is great. Like if you can approach somebody like you, just so you know, I learned this, and I just wanted to let you know. That's totally welcomed. Mm-hmm. But you know, just mm-hmm. to be like a know-it-all, and the internet is so amazing. It's amazing in so many ways, and so great. But also, it's so hard because you know, people's opinions that you would never know, you now know, mm-hmm. you know, there's, and we all read our reviews, most of us, and we see the things people say, and, you know, sometimes they're just so awful, and you're like, that's, yeah. you know, you kind of have to take a step back and be like, hey, that's a reflection on that person, not me. A simple, this was not my cup of tea, will do. I don't need to hear, unless it's constructive, that, you know, you, you, you thought this would work or this would work in the story, whatever. But if it's just like, didn't work for you, then that's all you need to say. You don't need to yeah. go off. And I mean, Goodreads is, I, I, I don't know if you go on Goodreads, but it really is not a good place. It's not a healthy place for authors. People are it really so isn't. awful on there. No, and there was somebody who posted the other day, and by the way, do not tag an author when you give a bad review. No. Please do don't not. do that. Absolutely. I mean, no. they'll find soon enough. Now, my mom will go on and read. She, she's like, she's kind of like my gatekeeper. So, oh, that's my dog. Um, she, <laughs> she will go. Did you see that review? And I'm like, no, mom, I didn't see it. I'm not going to look. I don't want to see it. Um, right. But one in particular, she called me and she's like, did you see that review? And I said, no, mom, I didn't see it. She's like, do you know who that is? And I said, no, she was one of her neighbors. And she was so oh, mad because 
I know. And she was so mad because the woman was like, oh, my gosh, I just love your daughter's books. They're so great. And then she gave me this scathing, awful review. And she's like, I know that's who that is. (laughs) Because because the, 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 um, you know, the, the uh, name, you know, they'd signed up under, she's like, I know exactly who that is, you know, because I guess oh it was her goodness. same email, maybe. Um, right. But, and my mom's yes. definitely not a paranoid person, but it's like, wow. <laughs> I love lot. that she goes all mama bear for you, though. You know, she's still, she's still got your back <laughs> all these yeah, years later. Yeah, she does. <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's funny. So it's, but, yeah, I mean, and everybody writes that book, that they so love, and that first awful review is just like a stab in the heart. So take heart oh, know. knowing that, yes. you know, um, yes. everybody has. I did worry. Now, if, if, they keep, if they keep saying that you have something that's, like, racially offensive or offensive to a certain group of people, you really might want to look at that. You know, you really absolutely. might. And then reach out, yeah. do, do your homework, talk to people, mm-hmm. keep an open mind. Because we all want to write a book that's a good story. But if people are, mm-hmm. you know, you, we all want people to feel good after they've read our books. Exactly. And if, if it's really hitting a lot of people, a lot of people are stepping in and saying something, yeah, just take a peek at that, please, and look at it. And it's yeah, okay. Yeah, if you're getting, We're all learning. If you're getting this, yeah, if you're getting the same review that's saying, oh, this was, well, you know, da, da, da. Like I would say in uh, 32 going on spinster, I was getting some comments that I had fat shamed a character. And I find that personally for myself, absolutely appalling. Like I didn't mean it that way. And the character grows mm-hmm. out the book and realizes her error. But I went in and took all that out. That's the beauty of self-publishing. Mm-hmm. But I took all that out and just changed it. So mm-hmm. you could still have to see the character growth. But because I thought that's offensive to myself. And I didn't even mm-hmm. realize I was doing it. So yeah. it was such an easy thing to fix, and I, I was grateful for that feedback. Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting because one of my very first books, there's a character in it that she is perp- – she's awful. She's an awful character. We all know it when we're reading about her, and she purposely fat-shamed someone. And so it was interesting because mm-hmm. this was, like, six, eight years ago, and somebody wrote in my critique or in a review, nobody acts like this. I'm like, um, yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Yeah, but sadly, I, didn't, I didn't write that. They do. You know, it's like, no. you know, I know you can't. It's a bummer. <laughs> no. no, and that's another thing. Uh, authors do not respond to reviews like that online. Um, just, Mm-mm. just walk away. You know, just walk yeah. away. It's yeah. If it's you so want to reach out to the person privately, to. you can. Yeah. But, but even then, be very cautious. Um, yeah. So yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's a learning you have words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You have yeah. things you want to say. You have defense of yourself. You know, you're like, oh, I just really want to. But, yeah, it's just the best just to let it go and move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, But it's Absolutely. interesting because there's so many wonderful books out there to read. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a wide open place. And, and if a, well, a well-written story is always welcome. So, oh, yeah. um, absolutely. Like, like how to ruin the holidays by Becky Monson <laughs> right now. Yeah, oh, and then you. there you go. It's a good segue. And then the uh, Holiday yes. X Files by Jennifer Peels yes. is a companion book. So you yes. know, pick those two up, and then you've got some other books. And then what's even great is like you've got Jennifer's 
list, and you've got Becky's yeah. list, and so that e-reader is going to be full for yes, yourself or if you choose to give yeah, it to Jennifer your has a lot of books. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Pass that on. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on today. I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. I've had so much fun. So fun Yay. to know you, and I loved it. <laughs> Well, I hope that you're able to dig out of your driveway very easily today. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> Maybe you just get a flamethrower. <laughs> I, I really wish that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, if someone could market a flamethrowing, you know, snow thing, they would have by now. They would have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There might be a lot of other issues going on with that, but it would have been more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you everyone for being here today. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio. I have been talking to Becky Monson. You can find her on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, BookBub, Goodreads. Sign up for her newsletter at BeckyMonson.com. I've got links to all the write-ups of the show. And her most recent release, How to Ruin the Holidays, is out now. So pick it up. Thank you again, Becky, for being here. Thank you so much. So great to be Absolutely. here. Absolutely. And everybody stay safe and keep on reading. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.